I'm going to bring in our man for the match of the round, uh, the solo commentator on the day, Steve Curtin. Steve, have you recovered from the uh, the stun and the shock of uh, of Oakley Cannons for Avondale one at Avenger Park on Saturday? Oh, look, I've got to be honest, Lockie. It's taken me perhaps a couple of days, a bit of uh, first and second day soreness after that jarring performance uh, in the second half from Avondale, I suppose. But uh, what a performance uh, it was from the Oakley Cannons, particularly after they equalised with the last touch of the first half and then they really went on with it after that. And uh, they are looking uh, the team to beat. We've been saying it for a long time, but they just confirmed it again on the weekend. Hey, Steve. Um, I mean, very physical game. Just having a look at um, some some of the cards here. Six yellow cards for Avondale, getting a bit frustrated in that second half. Was that something that you noticed as Oakley were able to sort of stamp their authority on the game? Obviously, Oscar Dillon put him ahead early, and it just seemed like from that point on, everything just unraveled for them. Yeah, that's a good shout, I think, Nick. Um, it was always going to be a physical game. We saw them play on the Tuesday night, and there was a lot of feeling even after the full-time whistle in that Doherty Cup semifinal. We knew it was going to be on, and then Avondale did everything they could to try and exert a bit of authority in the second half when the game was slipping away. But, yeah, it just didn't work out, and there was a lot of late tackles flying in. And, and probably considering the amount of late tackles that did come in, the, both sets of players did well to keep their heads and not have it really sort of boil over because this was the kind of game where you thought there could have been a bit of a melee take place perhaps in the second half as a bit of tension ensued. But I think when Oakley Cannons just started running away with the game, it uh, it really let um, the, the tension ended up just sort of going away, sort of bubbling away, and Avondale uh, ended up uh, you know giving an opportunity to a few uh, youngsters, the likes of uh, Marinkovic and Grimsditch, getting on the field and uh, having a run, which was uh, I guess good to see from an Avondale point of view, uh, a positive for them perhaps. I, w- I will admit to uh, to having only seen the highlights of this game because I was, I was over in the southeast uh, commentating at the time, uh, doing doing the NPL two. But Milos Marinkovic, I saw a photo of him on the Avondale socials. He just, I didn't get to watch a single second of him play, but he just has that. He looks like a footballer. You know, you know those kind of dudes who give off a vibe like you're, you've got that kind of um, professional element. I don't know. I'll be keeping my eyes on a. Milos Marinkovic, uh, but the reason he was in uh, in the Avondale fold this week was because of the amount of players that were missing for the Avengers, Steve. Obviously, no Manny Agwek, no Liam Boland, both of whom were part of the side that lost in the uh, Doherty Cup semi, no Stefan Valentini as well. I mean, 4-1 is a pretty resounding scoreline. Obviously, those are three big, big lights to be taken out of a side. Would they have made a sizable difference in impact to this scoreline, do you think? I don't know. How did you see um, Avondale's attacking performance in the uh, in the absence of those three? And how did you particularly see uh, Yusuf Ahmed go? Because I saw he got his uh, first goal of the NPL Victoria season. Yeah, look, it was a bright start for Avondale in this one. They came out and I think they just ran out of steam. They did what they could. They gave Liston Diaz the start. We haven't seen a lot of him in the starting 11 at all. He's been an impact player and he certainly had an impact in that first 20 or 30 minutes playing uh, in, in the left uh, left flank in the in the four three three from uh, Zoran Markovsky's side and Yusuf Ahmed, he did his job as well and they formed a good little triangle, I suppose, with uh, you know one of their number eights, uh, Christian Trajescu, who's always involved in being the creative influencer in their game and you know it was his uh, you know brilliance that set up Yusuf Ahmed to open the scoring and and they probably deserve 
deserved the goal as well when they did go 1-0 ahead on 41 minutes. So they'd had uh, the bulk of possession, as we knew they would, but also probably more opportunities. And they just fired a few over the bar and wide from uh, outside the box. They weren't afraid to sort of fire almost uh, shooting on side almost. Mm. I think I said at one point in the first half with the likes of Ute Towns trying their luck from distance. They have got a few players that can certainly uh, trouble keepers from long range. And, and they, they deserved, I think, their lead in the, the first half. But then, of course, uh, Tyson Holmes scoring his second goal in the space of a few days against Avondale with the uh, the last uh, kick of the first half. That, that really turned things around. And you could see Oakley Cannons all um, got together and jogged off the field with their, their heads held high because they knew they had the momentum going into the second half. And boy, did they ever with uh, Oscar Dillon and Aaron Williams, both centre-backs getting on the score sheets. And, you know, if you mention, you know, Tyson Holmes in a number six position, they're getting goals from all parts mm. of the field. So they've mm. got that stellar line of three that sit just behind Daniel Clark. And, and what an influence he is as well. He's not the star of the team, but he's got such an important function in, uh, in Chris Taylor's side. Uh, but they're getting goals, as I said, from all parts of the field. And uh, that goal from uh, Aaron Williams was uh, mm. something was else say, as well. Even Aaron the way Williams he took scored. that. <laughs> it wasn't the goal, a typical goal of a central defender. I think everyone will agree on that. Well, it's funny because Tyson Holmes has now scored um, two goals in mm. successive games against Avenue. This is maybe some karmic retribution because I, I seem to recall him scoring uh, an own goal or two in a in a semi famous semi final mm. uh, against Avondale when he was still a Bentley Green back in uh, what was it twenty eighteen twenty eighteen yeah yeah and he scored no, so maybe yeah, this yeah. is just a karmic retribution for him yeah absolutely and um, Steve I mean you've seen quite a bit of Avondale this season are you at all concerned about where they're at at the moment there's five games to go in this regular season they're fifth they're a point clear of Heidelberg obviously it's a bit of a log jam at the moment between fourth and seventh and Dandy Thunder are kind of thereabouts. Are you worried about them? Even if they do sneak in, do you see them being able to do much damage? Because, you know, we know they've had a lot of injuries this season, but recently they've just been so stuttering with their form. How have you kind of seen it? Yeah, they need to get some stability going. And they looked pretty good a few weeks ago when they all beat against an Auburn's where they comprehensively uh, beat them. It was 3-0 at half time, and they looked like, the, you know, Avondale of old, I suppose. But yeah, a lot of instability, changing, you know, changing a keeper, you're missing Rory Bryan and bringing in Tom Yonkerman, who, who looks pretty steady. I mean, he did make one mistake on the weekend, but he looks pretty steady at this level to be a good keeper. Uh, Mario Barcia's departure as well has left them a bit thin mm. on the ground, I think, in that defensive midfield area. They're really really heavily relying on Utah Towns to be there and be in top form, I think, for the rest of the season as the way their squad looks. Look, they're going to get Manny Agwerk and Liam Bowen back for this week. Um, Steph Ballantini and Brandon Lundy, well, they were seen at the ground on the weekend doing a bit of fitness work pre-match. So, you know, if, if they're not too far away and they can get those players in, that uh, certainly gives some hope. And who knows, maybe we'll see the return of Golgo Mabratu after his yeah. unfortunate one-minute cameo. And uh, that would be a good story if he can come back from that hamstring injury mm-hmm. and make it into the starting team again, or at least uh, play a role off the bench, I suppose, is maybe more of a possibility. And conversely, for Oakley, uh, Steve, I mean, next it doesn't get bigger than, than this this Saturday against South Melbourne, and they're right on the doorstep of, you know, leapfrogging them and, I mean, rubbing a bit of extra salt in the wounds in Avondale, not just beating them in the Doherty Cup semi, not only beating them last Saturday, but pinching the 2021 Premiership. I mean, they've been in some ridiculous form as of late. How, I guess, have you seen um, Oakley and how they're sort of priming themselves towards um, as we get closer towards finals? 
Yeah, I think the key for them is their stability. They know what they're doing each week. They don't make too many changes. Of course, we know what Chris Taylor's uh, tactics are. Mm. It's very... Uh, the players know their roles inside and out. They don't make too many changes. Ryan Losty had a run at left back on the weekend. Of course, they're missing Hamish Miller in that position. They've tried different players. Uh, Anthony Pantazopoulos came on and played left back uh, for the second half. And he, he had a bit of chat too well, as well with some of the Avondale opponents that I overheard, which was interesting as well. So the youngster had a lot to say there, which was uh, always good, I suppose. But yeah, look, they look very steady. Everyone is playing their role very well. The defense is going good. And, and that front four is... Uh, is among the best in the business because the way that they play, they may well allow you the ball, but as soon as you turn it over, they will break with uh, devastating efficiency. And that final goal that was finished by Joe Knowles in the 89th minute was uh, a volley that was uh, come from across from Joe Guest. And, and it was a volley that reminded me of something out of maybe FIFA 99 or something like that, the way yeah. he took the goal. He took it very well, but unfortunately I think his card on the weekend that he received was his fifth of the season, which would rule him out of the South Melbourne match this week, which is a huge shame. That is a massive, massive out because he was exactly the player that I was uh, about to to ask you specifically about, Steve. Because I, I know Nick here was uh, was particularly taken by that that uh, that volleyed effort. The, the way he sort of um, not just sort of activates that scissor style kick, but takes it on the move. It really was yep. quite um, quite marvelous. And I know that that Nick and I have uh, have had some little uh, murmurs that that Joe Knowles is currently uh, managing his. NPL Victoria commitments with uh, with potentially some time trialling at uh, at A League clubs uh, mm. elsewhere. So um, he's a busy man. Keep an eye on it. That's yeah, keep keep a close mm. eye on it. Uh, he won't be playing this weekend, so that is a, a massive massive shame. I guess South Melbourne have. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna ask you the Joe Knowles question because he's he's not relevant to the game that's coming up. That's what I really want to ask you about. Mm. No Joe Knowles for Oakley. Uh, no Lira Melmazi for South Melbourne. Not not quite the same, but still, you know, absentees <laughs> nonetheless. Um, Oakley have just continued to tick along, punishing mistakes, as you said. They have almost been, with the possible exception of South Melbourne, the most consistent side this year. And now they get the chance to face each other once again at Lakeside. Oakley can get within a point of South Melbourne with a with a win in this game. How do you see it going down? It is arguably the game of the season so far. Yeah, I think it's up to some other players to step up and cover that loss of Joe Knowles. And perhaps the man who can do that is Wade Decker. He was a little bit quieter on the weekend, but we've seen him when he gets uh, into the thick of it. You know, he's capable of scoring a lot of goals very quickly. And uh, look, I think they're going to have to look for players like him to perhaps step up. It will be a big game, of course, for Daniel Clark for obvious reasons. He'll be looking to do well. But I think, uh, yeah, I think it's a big loss. Uh, obviously, Liramel Marzi out for South Melbourne is someone that they can probably cover. They've got a bit of depth in that area of the park. Uh, mm. Whereas, yeah, like the the Oakley squad is not a huge deep squad, so the important thing is that they do keep their players fit and injury free, and um, I'm sure they're willing to cop a you know a one game suspension as long as they can keep everyone fit and healthy going into the the finals. I think, look, I'm thinking that home turf advantage will mean that uh, I like Oakley more than South Melbourne uh, on the balance of play and what they've delivered, but I think the home ground advantage might see maybe we'll, we'll see a score draw in this particular match. Okay, Steve. Two two things before we uh, before we let you go. First of all, can I trouble you for an exact score prediction? Just just to really put you on the spot, I can uh, I can chase you off about it later in the week. Uh, let's just go with one one. That's a nice safe one one. Very safe. Very and uh, safe. and and finally, Steve, uh, can you drop us the exclusive? Uh, I know that Monday is usually uh, assignment day in the commentary. Cave, but uh, if people want to listen to your commentary this weekend, 
Uh, can you tell us which game they'll be able to do that in? Oh, look, this is top secret information. I know like, Brenton Ray sure. will be like, the Spidey sense will be going off right now for him. He'll <laughs> he, be on Twitter soon. As he don't compiles you his exclusive report of uh, of who has what game. But which game are you on this week and see if yeah. people want to listen? So shout out to Brenton Ray, as you mentioned. Uh, look, if you want to hear us, you might be hearing us perhaps on Friday night in a battle between two teams that are located very close together in Melbourne's northwest, if that's not cryptic enough for you. Interesting, uh, interesting. Keeping the cards very close to his chest. So we Brenton won't is going to have to. You guys can do your homework. He's going to go and. Uh, go off and do his digging and uh, in the meantime while Brenton's searching for the uh, the relevant <laughs> game and I'm sure you guys all are at home as well uh, we're going to let Steve go and uh, whichever game that is between two Northwestern teams Steve uh, we'll be watching and uh, excited to listen to you over the weekend uh, thanks very much for your time thanks very much Nick and thanks Lockie good evening